sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's a very spooky episode of the Beer Engine Podcast. Oh, it's so scary. I might go to fall asleep listening to these guys' unenergetic voices snore, and then I'll be killed in my sleep by Freddy Krueger, um, which I think is how he did that, right? Uh, I'm, of course, joined by uh, the man himself. It's Freddy Krueger. Just kidding. It's Tony. What's up, dude? Not much. Not much at all. I've got to say, it's um, nothing's really have changed you ever, here. Have you ever considered uh, haunting children in their dreams and uh, killing them? Yes, but the issue is, in my dreams, I'm still not athletic. For whatever reason, I'm still me. <laughs> You're not winning the Super Bowl with John Elway or anything. You're not like running deep, going deep for the big game-winning touchdown or anything. You're just you're just sitting around. Yeah, it's it's really weird how it sort of manifests itself. It's just got me still with my limp. I can do other things that I can't do in real life. Apparently, according to my dream last night, I can sing, which I can't in real oh. life. So, uh, yeah. why it can't do that can- to my body, I don't know. But uh, no, I haven't yeah, I can, really considered. I can do horny stuff people. I can't do in my real life too. I can fucking come. Just kidding. That's gross. <laughs> All right. So, so it was a wet dream joke, guys. Come on. Um, Tony, Tony spilled his stout on himself. It's good. We're glad that happened. Two drops, but that was about ten dollars yeah. worth. Yeah, that's pretty good. Tony, you, you've got a big glass of sugar stout there. I've got a decent half glass left of lager. Um, pretty exciting stuff here for for the the spooky Halloween season. And speaking of uh, all the spooky ghosts and goblins and ghosties and goblies and Draculas and Frankenstein's and so on, um, Tony, you are li- living in the nation of uh, one of the nations of uh, rich with the unvaccinated. Is that true? Probably not as rich as us, but you guys have a handful of them. We have a handful of them. I wouldn't say we're rich with them, considering that uh, we're getting close to 90% vaccinated as a state and the nation is at about 85% double vaxxed at this point. So I think Boo, your freedoms are gone. Well, no. our, our freedoms are actually back. Funny about this. Oh, yeah. You don't get sent to prison. I think it was a show that uh, a, a couple of months ago that, Tyler asked or, or W2s asked if people were being sent to jail in Australia if they didn't get the vaccine. No, they just can't get I think get Kyle in. might have asked that. I oh. think Kyle, and Kyle had kind of crossed the streams of between going to jail for being unvaxxed and Sheriff Joe's uh, tent villages or whatever. That's right. Um, because it was something along those lines where you get sent to some kind of camp. Yes. Uh, if you aren't vaccinated. And and you're saying that you weren't doing that there? No, we're not. You mm. might not be able to work. You might get put on unpaid leave, which is great. Like, So you can't be fired from your job for not being vaxxed, but you can be put on permanent unpaid leave, which which works out. So, Relatively equivalent, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And I, I recently have gone on permanent unpaid leave from a job, but fortunately I started a permanent paid uh, job. Uh, with a different company immediately afterwards. So oh. that was kind of convenient. I believe that's just called changing jobs. 
Yeah, I think beating permanent unpaid leave is called getting fired, I believe, <laughs> if, I, if I'm not mistaken. I, <laughs> I don't know if they just have you on a big list now or something of people who can't come to work, but um, they they would traditionally call. Um, it would be a nice way to say, to say to someone they were getting fired is to tell them they were on permanent unpaid leave. Yep. It, and it's something that um, still happens here in Australia with... Often sporting stars, they get put on permanent unpaid leave for their for their contract if they've done something yeah. where the... Or say uh, beating their wife. Perfect or example. Saying, saying the N-word are popular things to do here in the States if you are a big piece of shit. Yeah, they're popular things and to do like, here. If you, and if, would like to get on permanent unpaid leave. But apparently not getting the vaccine is, is one of those things, too. And I think uh, Kyrie Irving is on some kind of. There it is. The phone has returned. Welcome back to the phone. We missed that drop. The phone drop um, doesn't mean anything, though. No segment. It's kind of interesting how we do that, isn't it? Ha But uh, Kyrie Irving on permanent unpaid leave, right? He, he is by the uh, Brooklyn Nets. I don't know whether you can yeah. hear my answering machine in the background. It's no, we got it. How, now, are you doing any of those? Now, your answering machine, are you doing one of those, like, classic 90s jokey, you know, um, George Costanza type things, or you got a little bit going on there? Well, because we don't really use the home phone line and it's only hooked up for the internet, um, mm. we've got the default English female voice. So... Only if you know us will you probably leave a message. So that's the yeah. – we've left it as the default thing. We don't even have our last name on it. So somebody that doesn't know us can can clue in on that. So completely default, never answered. Sure, just, just the most generic yep. thing. Uh, Tony, did you, ever have a, did you ever ring back tone? Not on that phone but on your cell phone. Did you ever have a ring back tone? What's a ringback tone? I'm not even sure I'm familiar with it unless we use well, you could, terminology. You could call some. You could call someone, and they would um, and and it would it would say you know, uh, uh, please enjoy the music, and then a song would play like Thriller would play, uh, while you waited for your friend to answer the phone. No, that didn't exist in Australia. That sounds like a, a way to make money and scam teenagers out of dollars. It was horrible. It played with truly the worst quality uh, you could imagine. Um, and it would play for six seconds until your hungover friend would be like, oh, you know, and start, and start mumbling at you. But uh, really stupid ringback tones. Those were, uh, those were, hey, speaking of, hey, that's scary too. Uh, ringback tone of Thriller. Vincent Price answers the phone and. And tells you what's up. Uh, Tony, so you guys are, you're just limiting your interaction with these scary, unvaxxed zombie guys, it sounds like, right? So you're, you guys are just splitting them up. You're going yeah. into a sort of a segregative society, uh, which to America's credit, we got rid of at least 50 years ago or so. But yeah, um, yeah. You're, you're going right back to it, you said. Absolutely. If you're not vaccinated, same as if you don't have a driver's license, you can't drive a car. Um, that is true. You can't drive a car without a driver's license. Yeah. If you're not vaccinated, well... You, the damn thing won't start, <laughs> even. It doesn't even turn on. You um, you can't 
you can't do shit. You can't do any of the fun stuff. You can't hang out with people at restaurants. You can't go to the pub. Mm. And, mm-hmm. it, and it is being checked. I showed Griff my vaccine passport. Every venue and business, regardless of what they are, has a check-in code. These check-in codes have to be used and there are inspectors and there have been businesses busted yeah. for, for That's right. not using them. And from 6 o'clock tonight, it'll be mandatory that, um, in any sort of restaurant or non-food retail setting. So mm-hmm. when I say non-food, like non-supermarket or grain grocers or well, yeah. if you're sitting down at a restaurant, for example, you'll need a green tick, which is your Vax passport to um, enable you to sit down and eat. You can get takeaway meals if you're unvaxed, but that's that's about it. Yeah. Cool. I think that's a nice. Uh, that's a nice. Can can people fake those? There's really not much option to fake that shit, is there? I mean, people been, here are doing the paying five hundred dollars to get the fake piece of paper, which I can't get over how funny that is. But um, they have you can't been fake a, that. There have been a couple of doctors that have been willing to hand them out, and so mm. they they set up appointments and they they throw the vaccines in the bin, and they've been busted. So if they want to ruin their career over a couple of couple of thousand dollars, well. Good luck to them. And so what if six, 700 people get through? We're talking about vaccinating oh, 14 and a half million people and mm-hmm. six or 700 pay some extra money to be, be a disease rat. That's fine by that's me. That's stupid. I'm willing for that's them really to die. That's, that's fine by me. I'm happy for these, these people to, to take their chances and if they want to die, well, so be it. If they're... Um, if they've been sucked in by the misinformation, sorry for your luck. To quote some friends of ours, the scamming is amazing. I do, I do somehow appreciate both the scam, but I am glad the do, the doofy uh, doctors are also getting caught. It's pretty, it's pretty good. It is. Um, so, so, so Tony, are are you? Uh, so, what's this mean for me being able to go there? Uh, or what are we looking at here for travel for Australia? It means if you are double vaxxed, come. Early January, because you are from America where you have records and you're double vaxxed, you will be able to enter Australia from I'm um, triple vaxxed, bitch. I'm I'm spreading I'm 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 shedding, as those goofy guys say, Naomi Wolf. <laughs> well, you will be able to come to Australia from middle of January, I think they're starting to allow overseas tourists back. And um certainly by right. the middle of next year it'll be Basically, as long as you're double vaxxed, you can come in and, and tour, no dramas. The flights will be cheap. So come over, come visit us. That's my plan. I'm going to try to get, I, I got, I got three, 300 or so thousand American miles. I got to get my ass out there. Well, yeah, I'm Qantas and get, and get out there yeah. from LA. I think I can fly out uh, to, to Sydney at least. Oh, you can fly, fly to Melbourne. It's the same amount of points. Can I fly nonstop to Melbourne Absolutely. from LA? Yeah. I'll Hell yeah, bitch. Let's do it. Because um, I think it's half an hour's difference on a long haul flight. Because yeah, I'm not going to fly to Sydney if I don't have to. I'd, no. I'll, uh, I'll fly to Melbourne. But I probably, if I'm going to go to Australia, I should probably visit the highlights, we, should, we would say, right? I mean, how often am I going to Australia? This is true. I would love to. I'd listen, I'd love to go once a year, but I should probably hit as many of the big, big parts as I can. Yeah. Yeah. You got to hit all. Up all the tourist traps. What I would say is come during one of our like sporting seasons. So either um, in footy season or when cricket's yeah, on in Melbourne. Cody. 
But I, I would say hit us up early footy season or late footy season. So se- September or actually come around May because Good Beer Week should be back in May. We can hit up the great Aussie right. Beer Fest. Uh, if, I can of, get, if I can get two weeks off in, in May, by May, then I'll then I'll think about it for sure. Because um, I don't want to be trying to, I don't want to be trying to rush through that. Because I want to go to New Zealand if I'm going out there too. I got to go to New Zealand. So that's the other um, way I've flown from LA is to New Zealand and then to Melbourne. You fly to Auckland or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You fly Sweet. in, have a three hour layover, and then you fly out to LA. That's a long trip when you have a layover like that. You've done it, uh, you, dude. You you flew to Chicago. That, that's a that's a couple of layovers you got yeah. in there, right? I was about to say I didn't do that all in one whack, but no, I didn't do that all in one whack. I actually flew to Nebraska first, and then oh, yeah, that's right. You went from Chicago. LA to to Omaha or whatever. Did you want me to take you through that that those flights quickly? I actually flew because it was cheaper to Sydney connected to the international flight um, from Sydney to LA, LA Mm -hmm. to Denver, Denver Mm -hmm. to Omaha. Omaha, yep. Because they don't have, or very few have direct flights to Lincoln. And then I I presume you were able to fly direct from Omaha to Chicago. Yes, because I'm cheap, I went with uh, the Greyhound bus of of aircraft. Southwest, you fly Southwest. (laughs) Yep. That's not too bad. No, so you fly Southwest out of... is way better than Spirit. Yeah, you fly out of not O'Hare. What's the other one? It's in the middle of a suburb. Midway. Midway. It's Midway. And then you flew to Vegas from there, right? Yes. Yep. And that, that was a straight up trip. So what's yeah, that, a, three hours? Maybe Three and a half, two. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there you go. That's Tony's travels. And, and you can look forward to him doing that again in the next handful of years. Maybe. Yes. I've got to save some money. Um, There's talk that I'll hit up the Austin or Canadian Grand Prix in 2024. Oh, the Vegas is coming. There's a Vegas one coming. Is it really, though? They talk about a Vegas one every year and it never happens. Yeah. Maybe if if Austin went well, then I bet they try to do Vegas. But but Austin's been going for years now. They've added a second Grand Prix around the Hard Rock Stadium, is it, in Miami? Oh, in Miami? Yep. So they've they've there are a lot of Europeans there. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, and South Americans. And so they they're talking about adding one to Vegas. And there has been a Vegas Grand Prix in the past. It was in the parking lot of the old Caesars Casino. So yep, I remember that. I don't. I mean, I wasn't alive, but I remember (laughs) that that happened. Now, Um, at, at that point, was Caesars in its current location? Was that in a different location, or is it only MGM uh, that's moved? What do you mean? Oh, Caesars is still in the same place it always was. It's just the buildings have. It's like it been. It, there's twenty different buildings now. I mean, everything's different. Yeah, yeah. About it, so there's new hotel towers and everything. So, I think where they where they would have run the Grand Prix, I presume, is all built up with towers now. Yeah, it was just a car park, single story car park with yeah. the white lines for parking spaces and everything. Yeah. Now, what is it uh, in where the old MGM used to be slash Bill's Gambling Hall? Is there a casino in there th- these days? Oh, there's a there's a the Cromwell is where the is where Barbary Coast was and Bill's. Yep. And Bally's is where the original MGM was, uh, but that was before you would have ever been here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
that's you know and then the old mgm or the current mgm is still the same um the only change from since you've been here is that cosmopolitan is there yep uh, and um and resorts world resorts which world. just came up and, and then uh monte carlo is the park mgm now or whatever yeah so there's substantial there's the big, changes the big, the big stadium is there's two stadiums now. So, you know, there's that, <laughs> which, you know, there's the football and the, and the hockey stadium are right there. Yep. But other than that, uh, Oh, and the Circa downtown. So that's the place you'll see. You don't, you don't give a shit about going to these places. You're just going downtown. So you'll see the Circa. Probably. Um, and then you'll, and then I'll take you to a uh, fucking green Valley ranch after that. So. <laughs> Well, that's what I was going to say. I'll, I'll spend all my top time off-stripped because even downtown's probably getting too expensive for me. You know I like my $5 blackjack or, or 10 You can't or play $5 blackjack. You can play 10 Yeah, 10 5 um, But uh, you can um, – uh, you have to pay to park now. You have to pay to park at the Main Street Station. It's, uh, this is the Vegas News segment, gang. Uh, oh, my God. It's, uh, it, they have to pay, you have to pay $7 to park at the Main Street Station. Holy shit. How do you feel about that? Is it something that you're fine with or an issue? I don't want to sound violent, but it does make me want to carry a weapon around. Um, It makes me very angry to pay $7 to park at the Main Street Station in the shitty parking lot where my car will almost, if I leave it too long, will almost certainly be broken into. Now, what kind of weapon would you carry? Are you a gun-toting guy, or are you like a, a flick knife, or are you a machete guy? I couldn't. I can see yeah. you rocking a machete. Probably a probably a samurai sword. Oh, um, I like it. Goes with the man bun. Or like a, uh, or or I'll be one of the really crazy guys who has one of those like um, whisker things, you know, so with this with this um, like a hand whisk. You know, mechanical hand whisk, and I'll yep. grind people up. That'll be what I seven dollars now, and I'm just you know taking people out. I could um, actually imagine no, you as the homeless version of that, where you've instead of the weapon version of that, you've just got a hand whisk. Yeah, and you're just not doing anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I got I made a big mistake a while back, Tony, where I didn't want to pay to park. So I parked over by the El Cortez, and we walked over to Main Street, which Uh-oh. is a little decent walk. Yeah, um, and it was a little toasty, and I and the wife got a little bit got a little bit salty with me. Oh, just over the walk. That, I thought walk, your but, your car might have yeah. got broken into. That's what I was thinking. That's no, not that far a walk. I just want if I'm gonna, if my car is going to get broken into, I might as well park for free by yeah. the El Cortez, um, which oh. is actually better, I think, because it's not a long, stupid Stewart or Ogden or whatever that is back there, but. Because that's only what half a mile to the Main Street Station from. Yeah, it is. But when it's like eighty, when it's like ninety degrees, it's just a little toasty for that walk. (laughs) But you don't walk the whole thing outdoors. Yes, those first two blocks are not casino friendly. But but then you hop from casino to casino. Yeah, but we were insist. We were both insistent that neither of us wanted to walk down Fremont Street because of all the busking and shit going on down there. So we we walked. uh, you walked up Ogden instead. That's fair enough. Now, yeah. here's something that I want to know, whether the coronavirus has put an end to these people or not, but are the porn slappers still around on the Strip? You know, I haven't walked down the Strip since March of 2019, okay. 2020, sorry, sorry, um, when, when um, myself, uh, Kelly, Brian, and, and Jameson walked uh, down to... 
what is Richard Blaze's fucking chicken restaurant that he has down there now. Uh, and it was really good. But we walked down there from Cosmo over to the Park MGM. And I, you know what? I didn't, I don't remember seeing any porn slappers, but I, you know, I think you got to go at night. I, I really have not walked down there at night in yep. a long time. Um, so it would be hard for you to say. Oh, keep me up like it would be a challenge. Yeah, I know you. You got me. You got me really going here. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm exhausted. I had Tony. I had to work all day today, and I mean by work, I mean I actually had to do work, which is a new thing for me now. Um, I know because what? I, I started, I started a new job, so I actually have to like pay attention to shit. Um, new feature of my life is like having to pay attention. Um, all right, Tony. That's enough Vegas news. I think for at least the next few minutes. Uh, why don't you tell us you, you, you had some recent sporting excitement in Vegas. Uh, I don't know what this is cause I can't open this link from sports bet Australia, okay. but, um, it says you had the Melbourne cup. Now that sounds like some kind of horse race, which means it's some kind of drinking event is actually what I believe it to be. This is correct. We haven't actually had it yet. So perhaps you type in Melbourne cup to one of your sports book and see if you can get the field up there. Because I the, won't be able to get it. I'll have to go into the sports book to better. But. Yeah, but just see if you can get the odds up somewhere. If you just right. Google Melbourne Cup odds, twenty. What year are we in? Twenty twenty four, twenty twenty eight. I don't know. It's all blurred together. Open it recently. Um, so the Melbourne Funk. Cup is Australia's biggest um, horse race. Um, by biggest, I mean that all of Victoria, which is the state I live in, six and a half million people. We all get a public holiday for the Melbourne Cup. Uh, it's yes. in non-COVID times. It's attended by one hundred and ten to one hundred and twenty thousand people. Um, it it is our m- biggest horse race by by some margin. It's a distance event over two miles, so thirty two hundred meters, and I think the winning horse gets three point four million dollars Australian. So it'd be on par Good. And with the conduction. So is this, derby. this is different. This is different than, but these horses are of varying ages by quite a bit. Is that different? That's different from thoroughbred racing here in the States. It feels like. Well, not necessarily. You tend to have more age based races. Your big races are a field of two year olds or a field of three year olds. Three year olds, three year olds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in Australia, we certainly have um, those races. I put in the 2020 odds, which is not what year it is. Yep. So um, in Australia, those races certainly happen. We have all three-year-old races. There are uh, famous – I'm just trying to think of three-year-old race that we have. I, yep. I, I don't know racing like Whatever. I used to. But we also have what's called wait for age. So depending on the, the sex, the age, and – yeah, those two factors, the sex of the horse and the age, they get a certain handicap. So our biggest event for weight for age is an event called Cox Plate. So that's how that's handicapped. And the Melbourne Cup is handicapped and that comes back to times and events and there's a there's a guy that tries to balance the field to make it equal. But generally the best horses still win. So the Melbourne Cup is, is based off a mathematical formula to try and handicap the field. But you still get big favourites. Like Incentivise is um, 
minus two thirty, I think, or he's two dollars thirty to win. Yep, incentivized is two dollars and fifty cents here on Ladbrokes. Yep. Um, but this is from oh yeah, this is from yeah okay. So I have incentivized seems to be your favorite at two dollars fifty. Spanish mission, $6. And then you've got your long shots are down here. Now there are a lot of horses in this race. Well, Um, there are, you say long shots. How many horses are in this race? There are gin, a a full field is 24 horses. We don't always get 24 at the start line because they go through bone scans and CT scans before they actually attempt this race. So often we start with 23 Mm -hmm. or even 21 horses. But it's a big field, and we have had 100 to 1 shots. It's a long race. Yeah, it's a very long race, and we have had outsiders come in. So I wouldn't call anything under um, $20, so I don't know what that is in US odds, plus um, 2300 is it? It's a dollar to win 20 right? Isn't, yeah. Isn't it yep. how That's correct. it works? Yep. So, so, so yeah, I mean... Um, plus, plus uh, 200 or whatever, 2300. Yeah, plus 23. Sure. I wouldn't consider anything under that a real outsider. Yes, they are not favorites to win, but an incentivize is the prohibitive favorite. But I wouldn't consider them real roughies in a field as big as the Melbourne Cup and as long as the event is so. It and sure. this year they're limited it's to ten thousand people. It's a two-mile race. Yeah, it is. Gee, we're getting some bad lag here, so people just bear with us as we try and overcome the bad internet connection we've got going on today. And we'll try and get it sorted for next week. Not that we can do much, but is there any horses that you like out of there? Not based on form, because you, I'm, I doubt you can get the form book there. Based on a name or. Mm-hmm. Colors or anything that you like that I can um, put five bucks on for you. I think Johnny Get Angry is pretty good. I would say Johnny Get Angry is probably one of the funnier names. Um, also, Explosive Jack is a very <laughs> gross sounding name. So I, I I I I don't know if our show can really bet on anything except our bet our favorite horse, the Explosive Jack. Um, we've all been there, gang. We all know that. And how much would you pay for an explosive jack? Um, some people more than others, I think, right? Um, some people take pills so they can have an explosive jack. But me, I just bet $5 on the horse. So, well, yeah, well, give me explosive jack at $31, Tony. Okay. We'll put um, $5 each way on him. So each way in Australia is win and show, and you get both lots of money. All right. Yeah, that's like a, uh, a win in show. So not place though. You just get first and third, or what's oh, that mean? Sorry, you. Oh, no, that's first and second. First, second, and third. So it has to come in the top three in the Melbourne Cup for you to get that's paid. A, that's a tr- sure. You are. Uh, yep. Okay, I get you. So um, you really get, all you have to do is get him to sh- to show. I believe is what you would do at that point, right? Well, because they but, can come in first, second, or third, and you get paid for that. Yeah, but you get paid. Oh, it's win play show. That's what we call it. That's what we call that bet here. We call it the WPS or whatever win play show. That's super complicated. Each way, so you're betting five dollars to win, and then you're betting five dollars to win place or show. 
for a total of $10, if that makes sense. I support this. Yep, let's do it. And um, uh, I would say, do you guys have box? Do you guys do boxes? Is that a is that a thing there? Where you yeah, can yep, but we don't have any of those get- markets on my sports book at the moment. If you want me to box up um, Explosive Jack along with... Uh, Johnny Get Angry. Johnny Get Angry for a Quinella, we can certainly do that, or an Exacta. Yeah, that's a, that's a stupid idea. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I used to do the exact the exact box. Yep. Yeah, we we can certainly I do that. I love that. I love um, a box trifecta in the Melbourne Cup because I know somebody who put on a mystery bet. So you used to be able to walk into our betting shops when betting shops were a thing. They still are a thing, but everybody uses the internet these days. And you could pick up a random sure. piece. A piece of paper and it had just a barcode on it. You put that through the machine and you got a random three numbers for a box trifecta. And I know somebody that did that for the Melbourne Cup and walked away with three and a half grand. That's the move. That's what we like. Um, That's pretty good. I mean, frankly, a random choice is better than whatever I'm going to decide. So all I'm doing is looking at Explosive Jack and make, I think it's funny, Explosive Jack. (laughs) Explosive Jack, also the newest item at Jack in the Box, gang. Go get yourself the Explosive Jack. Um, It's got fiery hot uh, pickled jalapenos, a a, a habanero aioli, and um, some uh, laxative. So you can get yourself the Explosive Jack, Jack in the Box, Eat right, I think is their motto, right? Uh, Eat fresh. Uh, isn't that Subway? <laughs> Eat fresh. But it Eat should be Jared no- Fogel now with Jack in the Box. <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. I think. <laughs> that's so wrong. Um, it should be known, though, for those of us who are familiar with the amazing Rando, that he is no longer working at Jack in the Box. Holy shit, what happened? He has given his notice. He has gone on some Facebook rants. I'm not sure if you are a friend of his on Facebook, but he's been spending a bunch of time going on rants about how he shouldn't have given his uh, one-month notice and how he he doesn't want to train um, whoever's going to take his role. And, oh, he wants something out of the food service industry. Yeah, don't we all? Uh it is tough when you've spent your whole career in food service. That is tricky. All right, Tony, one of our more, more rambling uh, show openings. I loved it. It was excellent. Uh, great, great riff, my friend. Uh, we are going to move on into the always elusive beer talk for this show. Um, so why don't uh, we, we get the uh, sound effect for Discord? No, I'm not going to do it yet. What I am going to do... Why not? is I'm going to ask you about the Chicago Bulls. You've got them in our show notes. Let's talk about the Bulls. What did you want to say about your team that's turning out to be quite good? Yeah, the Bulls are 4-0. Um, the only thing I really want to say is that uh, they, uh, after every game, they the announcers say something humiliating about the Bulls. So after they won their first game, they said, this is the Bulls' uh, first time being 1-0 in five years and the first time they've had a winning record in four years. And I was like, okay, that's pretty depressing. And then the other day after they went 4-0, they said, uh, this is the first time Zach Levine has ever won four games in a row. And um, this is the Bulls' first time starting 4-0 in 25 years. (laughs) And I was like... 
the, now, which one's worse, right? First time going 4-0 and in 25 years or the first time Zach Levine has ever won four games in a row. Now, that's pretty sad for Zach. I mean, Zach's a good player, but he's been on a lot of really, really, really bad Ooh. teams. He has. And the Bulls team is really, frankly, not even being the worst of them. Um, probably some of the Minnesota teams, but very poor. Yeah, those those Minnesota teams were terrible. And yep. I'm not sure whether Minnesota are ever going to turn the corner, at least with mm. their current roster. Mm-mm. Can you do it uh, with somebody that doesn't play, well, it plays negative defense and actually give points to the opposition is that bad? And somebody who should pretty, be good. Like, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's... He's, he's supposed to be good at defense. It is very weird. He's not um, good at defense. He, he's, no, he's very bad, but he is a big, giant guy who has a defensive body, you know? Yes. You would think he would be but, good at defense, but he is no good at defense. He, is, he, he just switches very, off. He's very, very bad. Yeah, he's in another. He's in outer space. Um, but that's my Bulls comment is I'm excited about the Bulls. I'm, the, tomorrow's game is going to be a great atmosphere. We will get that game. Uh, on NBA TV, a uh, little na- little mini national national game. Tibbs back at the United Center. Derek back at the United Center. Bulls 4-0. Knicks looking decent, too. Um, uh, should be a good one. I think that's going to be a tricky one for the Bulls, but I, I think that the if they're at home, I think they've got a decent yep. decent run at it. And um, Now, the problem is Zach just broke his, or like tore a ligament in his thumb or something, which isn't super awesome. But No, that's not great. On the plus side, he's not our only scoring anymore. So we can, like, have other, like, DeMar DeRozan could score sometimes. And um, other guys score points on the team. So I will cool. say I'm, I'm surprised that DeMar is willing to take the role that he has. And he's a really good fit for that Bulls team. Yep, I think he's, he's a good fit as a, as a closer, yep. as a kind of a nice presence for them. And I love uh, fucking Troy Brown and... Uh, um, uh, uh, who's the other fella that I that I really enjoyed watching the other day? One of our other bench guys that I just got a kick out of uh, the way he played. He was a he was a good energy defensive player, good rebounder. Um, really, really kind of like watching that team, and I like Patrick Williams too. He's still kind of getting sorted, but he's yep. he's going to be good. Well, so you team to watch. Yep. Seeing so you've given your team watch, we all know I'm currently on OKC. Okay, Josh Giddy. Who I'm on for mm-hmm. rookie of the year. Chris put twenty bucks on for me. That bet's looking okay. Yep. It's not looking like it's it's a certainty for for sure. But he he's in the conversation in the top ten for rookie of the year. That's all he needs to be at those odds. Um, they got their first win over um, a team who are really crap at the moment, and that is the Los Angeles Lakers. And I say that with no irony. They are a terrible team right now. Russ is a terrible fit for that team because mm-hmm. um, they say he can't play with Rondo and they say he can't play on the same floor as AD and LeBron. Well, that means you're not really playing anything other than garbage time. That's a lot of the guys that are on your team. Yep. That's going to be tough. So, okay, see, and now one and three, which is not where I expected them to be. I expected them to be 0-16, really, considering how young they are. So that's my basketball update. Uh, the the fellow I like is um, uh, the couple guys that I like watching in that bench are uh, Javante Green and Alize Johnson. I uh, I enjoy watching and Derek Jones. All those guys are just sort of 
fucking crazy long hustle guys and they um they're kind of cool kind of cool only thing i don't love about the team is how much vooch mix misses the like seven footers that drives me nuts but um but they're good otherwise cool bulls thunder that's your bulls and thunder update tony get a sound drop for that we're gonna need that um let's go in now let's go in and uh talk about some of the interesting artifacts we've mined out of our discord another fun week on the discord tony um i uh hey we got our friend uh w2 he's posting up some uh different rev beers and drinking pumpkin ale this was a fun post, Tony. I like this. Corey was drinking Schlafly pumpkins, and I didn't realize they were doing a contract brew for a local orchard there in St. Louis. And I kind of want to try the contract version, which is apparently a little sweeter. But uh, I don't necessarily need it sweeter, but I am curious what that what that means for that beer. So I, w- I would give that one a shot. The Eckert's Hall and Jack. A lot of Jack talk in this one. <laughs> so you've spoken a lot about this beer but where does that come in on the sweetness i understand the spice thing but is it a a super sweet beer or is it nicely balanced no i think it's pretty easy going for a pumpkin beer i don't find it particularly sweet or sugary i think it finishes pretty dry it's pretty spicy um i think that's really more of what you're getting out of that so i'd be curious what a sweet one is like is it does it overbalance the spice um, what's that sweetness like? Is it is it saccharin tasting or is it sort of natural from maybe they're adding more real pumpkin, if that makes sense? You know, maybe yep. there's something drawing the sugar out of that. I don't know. Could be just um, um, sweeter pumpkins that are a little bit could more. Could be. You can be using right. them fucking little fairy pumpkins or whatever those are called, you know. Um, Max Allotment, our old buddy Max Allotment with the Sriracha Ace pills. Uh, I wonder, oh, from Carton, too. I wonder if this was a rice lager. Tony, do you think it's a rice lager, and is it racist for me to think it might be a rice lager with Sriracha Ace? I don't know whether it it, it would be racist to think that. A Carton known for their rice lagers, or is this just based on the no. fact that it's got Sriracha, Sriracha Ace in it? No, but I have had Japanese-style lager. This is and true. I've had, yep. you know, that, has, that is made with rice, and I... Not to make up now, I don't know if this is definitely not racist. They do have a lot, there is rice grown, uh, very close to Japan, if not even in it. So, indeed, uh, in they, it. Do, they do tend to have there is a lot of rice available uh, to my understanding. And I believe sushi actually refers to the rice and not even the fish. So, um, uh, I'm not sure whether that's true. I thought sushi I was the, the term for, for snack. Whatever. Uh, who cares? <laughs> I think there, I think this could be a beer made with rice. I will say that I once I drank a beer at at uh, Three Floyds many years ago that was a rice lager with Sriracha Ace called Samurai Gazebo. More racist of a name, um, but it was an excellent uh, beer, and I loved it, and I wish I had it right now. So that was a killer beer. But uh, yep. Tony, I think, I think um, you had some thoughts about this. You like the Sriracha? The Sriracha Ace can be a little finicky. I've never had a beer, a hop that is more prone to going one way or the other. I've never had a super beer with this particular hop, but I have had some of the most appalling beers 
with Sriracha Ace. I think it's one of a handful. Nelson Savon is another one I can think of. I know some people find it with Sabro and some people even find it with Galaxy that overpowers beer um, with its flavour profile. Sriracha Ace, I, I think, done right with the right use of yeast and malt, which is stay really light, so I can understand why this would work as a lager. I could see it working, but you add any sort of yeast profile to it and it gets weird fast. I don't know whether you've had many Sriracha Ace beers, but it's it's one of those hops that gets weird fast. Okay, I believe you. Now I've had I've had a few. I had the I, I remember the famous Brooklyn saison with Sriracha Ace that I love. That's one of the good and, beers yeah. that I, I was um, thinking of. Yeah, and I love this I, this this uh, pills in my head years ago, but um, not beyond that. I've maybe not had a ton. Um, and then Nick Torque was was bringing the classics via uh, the, some Keller beer and some Fest beer from the almost certainly mispronounced Ryan Steffener uh, brewery, the oldest brewery in the world, maybe. According to them. Um, according to them. But it is cool, and I would love to go there. So the Keller beer looks especially delicious. So um, I am down with that for sure. Okay. Sushi update is a traditional Japanese dish prepared with vinegar rice, usually some sugar and salt, accompanied by a variety of ingredients, often raw and vegetables. So that's according to Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Super. Just thought right. you would want to know. Do we don't have... even know if that answers our question, but um, do we have what, Tony? Anything in... Yes, we do have some uh, mail keg. The mail keg has been tapped. Got a few good questions. Um, one is from Cascade Dank. So let's go over his question. So uh, our buddy Cascade, who also posted about Verdant, he said he hadn't been to the, the Verdant yet that I spent time swooning over last week. Um, I'm excited for him to go to their spot in London, though. So... He asked a question about beer subscription services. We all know Griff subscribed to Tavor. What do you look for in a service? I've only ordered directly from the brewery, but I'm tempted to join a new service in the UK launching next week. Attached is a screenshot of the program details. The UK has some fantastic small breweries. Looks like a great way. Sorry, this looks like a decent way to find something new that I can't typically get in Suffolk. Thoughts? So, what do we have here? We have... um, Okay, so it doesn't say what the name is, but it says uh, each month you choose one or more breweries from 80 of the UK's best independents. Your chosen brewery brews and curates you a box of their freshest beer. We deliver it to your door. Uh, You can skip, pause, or cancel your subscription. 38 pounds, um, I believe. If you're feeling thirsty, you can order more boxes. Um, You can skip a month, uh, and the brewery will choose what goes in the box um, the volume of beers in a box will depend on the brewery, but every box will always pack quality and value. So that's cool. So Tony and Cascade, I actually do something like this, but I do it with Mickler because I do Mickler beer mail and they send me a curated box every month from San Diego, but it often includes stuff from Europe. 
uh, and San Diego, which is cool. Um, some months you get like one month, I got eight bottles for my $39 <laughs> investment. I had sours in there. We had two or three barrel aged stouts. Um, it was a huge month. I couldn't believe it. Some, some months like this month, we got eight cans in a bottle. That's fine too. Eight 16 ounce cans, mix of sour and kettle, uh, kettle sour and Pilsner and IPA and one bottle of stout. Um, I love it. I would highly recommend you do this. And then you try it out for a couple months. If you're not getting breweries that you really are excited about, then, you know, you bag it, but I think it's really, it's worth a shot. Tony, what do you think? I, I think it's certainly worth it. I don't actually subscribe to any of them in Australia. We don't have the the volume of beer mail that goes on in America sure. or perhaps even Britain. And the issue is a lot of them are curated by bottle shops and they want to move either products that they've got a deal on or that they've got a ton of stock on. And I have done the advent calendars. I'm not sure whether they're a thing in the US where you would get a, a selection of 25 beers that you open mm-hmm. in the um, 25 days preceding Christmas and um, you can consume them at any point, really, even before those 25 yeah. days. But I have done those in the past with mixed results. Sometimes you get some spectacular beers. A lot of the time it's gone into the box so early that uh, it's well past its prime. I, I, I think based off the blurb of this club... I would be down for it. And certainly if there was something in Australia that oh, yeah. did something similar, I would definitely be a part of it. Can you do it for individual breweries in Australia? Sure. Our friend Deeds, yep. they they have a beer club. I believe Hawkers have one as well. But you are only getting beers from that one distributor. And yep. they don't have the range of somebody like a Mickler. And that's why I haven't haven't joined up with them. Okay. So when, uh, when I would look to join up for a service like that, I want variety in beer. It doesn't have to be um, variety uh, from different different people. If Deeds were brewing a bunch of different stuff rather than 80% hazy, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I would perhaps sign up with them. But they have a distinct style and it is hot forward and you know what you're going to get from them. I need variety from whatever service I'm signing up for. Um, and I want quality, and I want something that'll be a five star at least once every couple of months. Gotcha. Okay, I buy it. Um, but uh, Nick Torque also responded. He had a site called Beer Fifty Two that it sounded like he was into. Uh, ooh, we have an affiliate program. Apparently, I uh, that I could get a kickback whenever I, I get an affiliate code, but I am too lazy. So. Um, and I, I don't really know anything about it. So, Nick, I will research Beer 52. Um, neither of us live in Europe. We both live in two different continents than Europe. But I say if we can get some people to sign up for Beer 52, I'd be pretty impressed with us. So maybe Indeed. we can pull it off. Yep. Um, Tony, we also had some um, – the mail keg also uh, – I asked for some spoopy Halloween stories or questions, and our friend W. Toots came through. Tony, what is the spookiest – beer variant that you can think of that could also be legitimately packaged and sold by some sick freak of a brewery. I've been thinking about this and what comes to mind as an Australian 
are things that are not particularly marketable. Can we have a blood mm. beer? I, I mm. don't think that can legally sell. Can you do a raspberry <clears throat> beer or, or a, a beetroot beer? Yeah, but is that particularly gruesome? Is that just a red ale? Um, I can't think of anything offhand other than just putting shit in a blurb that would actually yeah. sell. Now, maybe this is a lack of Im- imagination on my p- part, and this is perhaps why I'm not in marketing, but I can't think of something that that is really wacky and out there that relates to, to being scary. Uh, maybe it's like a weird food that people are scared of, like insects or or chicken in a beer. But chicken I, in a beer I, isn't uh, that weird. You can get that in Chicago. I think I've had an insect beer, Tony. Um, I'm not positive, actually, now that you say it. But, uh, no, I think the... Uh, I think the spookiest beer I've ever had was, um, I forget the name of it, but I believe it had uh, 800 pounds of deer penis in it. Uh, deer penis was in the beer. See, again, is that is that spooky or is that just trying to be an aphrodisiac? I just made it up. Uh, I, I never had anything with deer penis in it. I think a spookier thing would be if you had bat penis probably actually, right? Like a bat wings or something. Um, no, I would say the spookiest beer I've actually ever drank was the Malort chip aged um stout uh, i think that would scare some people off for sure uh i, I could probably scare away some trick-or-treaters with the smell of the malort uh, i actually didn't mind it i bet you could package that beer up and i would like it tasted more like a niece than anything else but uh i think some people would get scared off by it that's for damn sure um i could frighten someone with some some nice malort probably that that actually um, scares me because i've never had malort that that is genuinely a scary ingredient for me it's probably overhyped uh, at this point, but me and Brian, Brian loves it. We'll get Brian on here. We'll do a shot. Okay, I'm even more scared now because that dude's got no taste. Stuff. It tastes very grapefruity. It's got a very heavy grapefruit flavor these days. Um, like eating a whole grapefruit rind, just just chomping on the damn thing is so bitter. And when you say these days, is that because it's gone through a change in recipe or just your palate? I think it's less. I think it's less offensive than it used to be. I think it's less less um, gasoline water, more tastes like something from the earth than it used to. Less like an alien product. But um, hey, maybe it's my taste too. Uh, Tyler also asked if we have any interesting Halloween stories from our university days. Tony, you don't really do Halloween over there, do you? No, we don't. There's there's some kids that want to get it up and about, and I'd, I'd love to see kids being able to participate in the holiday. Uh, but, no, it's not really a thing here, and it's certainly not something that we did in college at all. It, I only have ex- yeah. I've only experienced one Halloween, and that was in Las Vegas because um, mm. I happened to be in Vegas during Halloween. So, yeah, it was weird. Was that the, was that the running across the street? Running across Las Vegas Boulevard in the that was, was that it might have been that same Tycon, but it it would have happened after the Tycon. It was just oh, sort okay. of Brian Jameson and a couple you of just other sort people of happened to be here. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Tony, I I don't know. I always hated Halloween when I was in when I was in school because all the bars would have insane long lines. You always felt pressure to like dress up or whatever, and I never really wanted to do it. So, um. Didn't really ever pull it off, and um, I mostly just sat in my room and did some explosive jack, as it were. So, 
that was that was my Halloween story. Uh, Tony, anything else in the Discord? I'm just kind of peering through. Um, nothing. Oh, we had some comments on our kebab preferences, Tony. Um, Cascade does not impress with what you're getting on your kebab. Um, he did recommend some Afghani green chutney. That sounds good, actually. It does. Um, and uh, I think that is about all I can rip from, from this thing this week. So, Tony, why don't we move? Okay, Tony, what do you got? I just wanted to get on to the kebab thing. I think um, Amer- I, I think it's interesting that not only the different lines that Australia draw around kebabs, America draw different lines around kebabs, what is ethnic, what is a euro versus a kebab. Um, I always find how different nations draw these lines really interesting. It's kind of like the whole burger thing that we were speaking about a couple of weeks ago that we call anything in a round roll a burger. And yep. yet for you, unless it's got ground meat in it and it's got to be ground not beef, burger. it's not a burger. It doesn't have to be ground beef, but it, but a ground, but a ground, <laughs> this ground, it's not just a piece of chicken is a chicken sandwich to me. I mean, I don't know. What if it was ground chicken? That's a chicken burger. <laughs> See, it's, it's interesting where these lines get drawn, and I think the same thing happens with kebabs. We don't draw the whole difference with, with euros, and it comes down to what every kebab shop sort of sure. promotes in Australia, what their kebabs are. But I like mine with tabbouleh and, and hummus and garlic sauce. A, Hal- a Halifax Donaire place supposedly has opened up in Las Vegas, and I am very excited for this. Um, if anyone's ever had the Haligonian Donaire, which is a fucking weirdo sandwich um, made from... Uh, it's almost if you made a euro, but from the picture, and you didn't really know what any of the things were. So I believe it's, it's, it's actually ground beef. Um, okay. Uh, kebab on a rotisserie. Sliced up thin, um, and mm. then it has uh, the onions and tomatoes. But instead of tzatziki, it has this kind of sweet condensed milk garlic sauce, and it's very bizarre sandwich. That and is it tastes true. very strange, and I'm truly excited to have it again because I had it when I was in Halifax, and I'm I uh, I really enjoyed it. But also drunk, so that may- and I did get instructions from locals to eat it while I was drunk, so. Um, Maybe that's going to be the key. It it certainly is the key because I want to say that the Australian invention that is the HSP, Mm -hmm. the Halal Special Plate, um, Mm -hmm. is best consumed drunk. So that is normally it's either lamb or chicken um, doner kebab meat. Um, Well, in the case of – well, it doesn't have to be the doner kebab. It can be just lamb or chicken um, it, it goes on top of chips and it's a sauce of your choice, whether it be chili sauce, garlic sauce, barbecue sauce. It's really delicious. So definitely check out the HSP when you're in Australia, when our borders open up in January for those that are double vaxxed, right. which I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast is double vaxxed because we haven't had any emails from anybody offended by our stance on being double vaxxed. Yeah. So, because all anti-vaxxers are angry, angry people. 
We're all here, Tony. Um, all right. Let's jump into some beer talk again. How about we go into the beers of the week, Tony? How about we go into... Griff's Lager of the Week. Griff's Lager of the Week. Uh, Tony, my Lager of the Week this week is from uh, this uh, brewery called Barrel Brothers. Um, it is a unfiltered Pilsner, and I cannot believe I cannot find the name of this beer. Uh, it was an unfiltered Keller beer of some kind. Um, oh, it's killing me. Natural Born Kellers. That was the name of the damn thing, Tony. It was a, they called it a hazy Pilsner, and I wanted to fucking strangle them for the naming of it. Uh, or the description on the can, hazy Pilsner, my ass. You're turning to me. But it, you are definitely but it turning was a to Keller, me. It was a Keller Pilsner, a Keller beer, as one would say. Very nice, very tasty. I wouldn't call it perfect. Definitely a little citrus hop flavor to it, which is, um, you know, kind of the nature of some of these breweries that are that are making these beers. Um, but, uh, you know, shout out to these guys. It was nice, nice taste in pills. Um, I enjoyed it. They're from Windsor, California, uh, Tony Barrel Brothers. A nice little beer, nice little lager. Bought a four pack of it. Enjoyed it. Um, is it Freem Pills? No. Uh, what is though? Really, when you think Frame about pills. it, it's Freem Pills. And uh, we're all- until I go to Freem in three weeks. So it's fine. So. My lager of the week is by uh, oh here we go, uh, Hairy Man Brewery. It's Follett's Fable. Um, mm. Didn't rate it particularly highly. It was decent, but it was nothing to write home about. But it happened to be a lager that I had this week, so it goes on there. Um, they say it's lager of the week getting worse and worse by the week. Really, well, it was Freem Pills, and it's all downhill from there. Yeah, this is no frame pills. I've never had frame pills, but this I rated three point seven five, which is not not a negative review, but it's just like it was good value because it was twenty two dollars for the half dozen, which in Australia that that's good value. Uh, earthy hopped with Pacific Jade and Motuika, with a hint of Carahel mm. malt, and I don't know why they put the Carahel malt in it. Just go a hundred percent pills and a malt. And it would have been more delicious. I don't know why they needed the Carahel in there. All right. But the reason why I so, wanted uh, to sh- shout out that brewery is not because they had my beer of the week, but they do have a favourite beer of mine. It's great value. I think anybody in Australia should chase this beer down, especially if you're a fan of the uh, beverage Creamy soda or creaming soda or cream soda, depending on what brand you buy. There's a um, a pop ale that they put out. It actually goes on untapped as a cream ale. It is not a cream ale. This is a creaming soda beer. It has vanilla in it. It tastes exactly like creamy soda. It is delicious. A big fan. Not a cream soda, but delicious. Have you had a beer that masks raid as a soda? Like this is straight up like pop. This is like drinking like creaming soda that just happens to be alcoholic. Yeah. I've I've had some cola. Some cola. 
beers. Um, I can't say I was blown away by any of them, but uh, I've had a couple that were in the ballpark. The uh, off-color beer for pizza is a pretty decent um, uh, facsimile, I think, of a, of a beer-slash-cola hybrid. Um, and it was using a lot of like natural herbs and stuff to create it, that flavor. Um, it was good. So I've had some that are in the ballpark. I'm not sure if I've had any that would fool anybody, but, um, I, I was, I was okay. With well, mine certainly would fool you if you uh, were not sure. Tony, let's, uh, well, okay. Nope. <laughs> Classic yeah. lag there on our, uh, internet. Gotta love that. But yeah. I would say this this would fool you, especially when it comes out fridge cold. As it warms up, it gets ever so slightly mm. more beer-like. But at the very least, you would think this was just a a creamy soda with vodka. So yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh Tony, why don't we move into doing some of our favorite beers that we drank this week? How about ales? Couldn't see right, my Tony, lovely dancing. It was outstanding. It I was, thought. it was truly remarkable. Um, Tony, I'm jumping back with my friends over at Burial. Um, one of my extra stouts I got. Got to talk about one of my extra freebie stouts I got. If you guys remember that from last week, this is the space where the super nat- supernatural roam. Tony, it was an imperial stout with coconut, cinnamon, cocoa butter, coffee. And Tahitian vanilla bean, Max Allotment, his teeth falling out just thinking about this. <laughs> My teeth falling out thinking about it. Um, uh, this was a blend of Imperial Stout brewed to the highest gravity. We then aged the beer with a very special coffee bean from Onyx Coffee Roasters, a double-A lot of Kenya Kamwangi, uh, one of the most prized coffees in the world. Uh, add to that house-toasted coconut, cinnamon, chocolate, cocoa butter, and a gaggle of Tahitian vanilla bean, and a world of aromas will infest your soul. Uh, Tony, it was a very nice beer, and I really enjoyed it. So it was very good sweet stout, sugar stout. Had to share it. Do not drink 16 ounces of this on your own. Cannot recommend that, but it was really tasty. Why cannot you? (laughs) That was good English there by me. Why can't you recommend it? Just purely from a dental point of view? From a sugar thing or? For 16 ounces of it, dental, uh, sugar intake. No way. You can't <laughs> be doing that. Okay. Well. It's just eight ounces. Eight ounces is enough. That's just a fact. Well, I had a beer that probably had a similar quantity of sugar, although it did only come in at 11.3%. Um, it's a beer that I'm sure you've had. Uh, comes from a new brewery. I don't think they've been around long. I think they're – it's called the Abbey of Notre Dame de Saint-Rémy. It's a beer okay. called Roachford 10. Oh, yeah. Love them. Yeah. It is a classic Belgian quad, properly attenuated with all the complexity that you get in a Belgian quad. Fuck that style. It's underrated. I fucking love it. This is my favourite Belgian quad of them all. Um 
it's just perfect. It has everything yeah. but with no adjuncts that I know of. Rookford 10 and Westy 12, I think, are probably neck and neck. I know we all fight over Westy 12, but, boy, is Rookford 10 for the availability. What are you doing, you know? Um, and, frankly, St. Saint, Saint Bernardus quad yeah. is right in there, too. I mean, that's that's the same recipe, just uh, just different, different water and shit, right? Yep. Yeah. But um, killer beers, I'm excited for quad. And coming up is this holiday beer season where I really like drinking these spice, spicy Belgian beers, you know, with that estery yeast. Um, and my favorite stupid shelf beer, the Trader Joe's Holiday Ale, will be... <laughs> stumbling into my fridge very shortly here so i'm very excited about that well isn't um, it yeah tony that's a good call isn't it sierra nevada season as well isn't there um oh i know it's the celebration ale yeah isn't it celebration did we not season? talk about that yet i think did we, we have talk but about i this fucking yet? love this beer i, I don't You're know canning we, it oh yes you did mention it on the show yep I it. I'm gonna build. I'm gonna rebuild my entire house out of cans. I can't wait. I'm gonna build a big <laughs> fort to live in out of cans. Uh, I'm very excited for that. Uh, I think it drops like fucking today. I think it might have come out in Nevada. Um. So I'll be at Corey's tomorrow buying myself some of that. Yeah. Some of that. As much as we love a gimmick spiced holiday beer from Belgium, I've, I've got to say that that's the one beer that I look out for from around the world that is sort of my Christmas go-to beer. And perhaps oh, yeah, it doesn't bro, fit with the Australian so summer. Oh, good. But you're right, it is so good. Just a truly yeah, great a beer. That's a big time winner. Um, all right, Tony. Uh, those are exciting. You drank a better beer than me. As much as I love the Burial Stout, I wrote for 10. Is, it's no no comparison to Rogue for 10 for sure. Oh, Why we I just want to let you know what I've got in my fridge. I have got a mm. Westy 12 in the fridge. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I Last time I got to have Westy 12, I bought it unsure of its origin. Um, well, I guess I know its origin, but it was weird how it got there from a Faroese liquor store. I walked into the Faroe Islands government liquor store and uh, in Kloksvik, Kloksvik, Faroe Islands, um, the second largest city in the Faroe Islands, population probably seven or eight thousand, maybe. Um, and uh, they have the government-run liquor like Iceland does too. And go into the beer. Here's some Faroese beer, Icelandic beer. There, some German beer. You know, some other a little sneaky American stuff. And then just a stack of Westy Twelve and Westy Eight. I've like, never had Westy what? Eight. Like, it was delicious, excellent, very good. It's very expensive. But it's a beer they only sell at the brewery, Tony. How did they have Westy 12 at a Faroese liquor store? One wonders. And wonders what kind of legality there was going on uh, from the Faroese beer buyer. But um, God bless him because uh, I took I, I flew some home uh, from the Faroe Islands with, with some Westy 12. So nice shout work. out to those guys. Thanks, guys. All right, Tony. Why don't we jump into uh, some important, breaking, and very uh, neat, uh, very um, necessary uh, hyper beer dork dirt shit news. Hyper beer nerd dork shit news. There it is. Whatever that, that is. Tony, you're getting truly. Aren't you excited? I am. You're going to get truly. I truly am. is coming. 
I am truly excited about this. I didn't, I hadn't heard anything about this, but I'm kind of shocked at who's bringing it to Australia. I would have thought um, Lion Nathan or CUB or one of the big Australian uh, brewing brands would have been bringing it to you, but no. Hell no. Campari. Campari, Australia is shipping this stuff over. Um, Boston, now another story I read recently is that Boston has been dumping out some seltzer. Uh, So instead of dumping this shit out, they decided to give it to your dumbass down there. Um, Campari, Australia, has partnered with Boston Beer. uh, And they will locally... Oh, they're going to locally manufacture it. Okay. (laughs) So they're going to make Truly in Australia. Okay. Uh, What what the fuck happens to Truly when you ship it? Who gives a shit? (laughs) But it's probably cheaper to brew it locally more than anything. It's probably cheaper. Oh, yeah, good point. To, oh, I was just going to say, like, fucking the goddamn shit can't go bad. It's no, <laughs> but it probably cares. stuck at, at one of our ports for a good six months. That's the only issue. And therefore, right. I wonder a, where they're going to make it. Oh, probably at one of the the mega breweries that, that does the licensing for stuff like Heineken and, and Guinness. That's yeah, all sure. brewed in Australia. It's under under license. Um, I would argue that this is one of the few um, interactions between a massive liquor purchaser and distributor and a technically craft brewery where I much prefer the the the, the core product of Campari than I do Truly. I would much rather Ooh. drink a Campari and soda than I would drink a Truly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just for the record. That, that yeah. is a big call. I would drink a Campari and soda all day. Before I drank it truly. And rarely am I like, damn, I I would much rather have, you know, fucking whatever dog shit distributor that bought some craft beer product. Uh, I'd rather have that. But no, in this case, bro, give me a Campari. Give me an Aperol Spritz. Give me you an know, Aperol I know that, Spritz. That's probably, yeah. Yep. Um, give me some Campari and soda. I'm, I'm on it. You know, that's good. Um, yeah, look at their product line. So they got truly sneaking in with... Aperol would rather have that than truly Campari, sure. same. Wild turkey, you know what? Yes, yes, I would rather drink some wild turkey than truly. Sky, we're gonna go with truly over the sky. I'm sorry, uh, um, not a fan of sky vodka. That's not that's not good. No, uh, Tony, I'm not familiar with the Glen Grant. I'm just presuming that's a Scotch of some kind. Yeah, not a big name in Australia. There's, there's other Glens, Glen with the F in it. But there's a bunch yeah. of other scotches in Australia. Glen, that are, Glen Fittich, I that's believe, is what you're thinking of. Yep. Uh, we got Espelon, that's tequila. That's an okay mid-shelf tequila. I'm not a big tequila drinker, so I'm probably drinking Truly before that. Bulldog. I don't know what Bulldog is, Tony, and I don't know what Baron Semedi is either. Not familiar with some of these, but I'm guessing they're all yeah. in the spirit aisle of my local Dan Murphy's, all coming into that mid-price tier, no, nothing that's yeah. bargain basement. I didn't realise it truly was such an unexciting um, seltzer company. Would you have White Claw ahead of Truly? No, no, I would drink Truly before White Claw. I, Tony, I think you should get some. I think they're pretty decent. It's just that seltzer, um, I, I'm just a... Bud Light I'm a, purist. I'm a... I'm a Yep, I'm a Bud Light purist or whatever, and frankly, I I think I've moved into a stage where 
I would rather drink. I just do go for the hard shit instead. Of just drink smooth. I think I've. Yeah, just give me smooth your bust. Um, I will not be drinking any seltzers besides one that I can drink four ounces of at a time. Um, <laughs> but I, I I have been on a kick with bitters lately. So Aperol and Campari. I'm like, damn, those sound good. Campari sounds good. Truly, eh, eh, you know, sort of. Especially like, in Vegas. I, is there anything more perfect for Vegas weather all year round? Cold winter, fifty-five degrees, Vegas. Give me a, give me an Aperol spritz. Middle of summer, yeah, one hundred and ten degrees at ten thirty at night. Give me an Aperol spritz in Vegas. I love me an Aperol spritz. Now, do you get the pre-made Aperol spritzes? We get them in, in Australia in the in the bottles. They are delicious. Little. Oh, I would. Love to get that. Touch sweet for my liking, but all pre-mixed drinks are a touch sweet for my liking, other than seltzer, but even some of that's a touch sweet for my liking. But if you're in Australia, grab yourself an Aperol Spritz. You can get them in a three-pack. They're about 16 bucks. Absolute bargain. Just delicious. Perfect for the Australian summer with some fish and chips. Italy on the Strip will uh, make you one, and you can just walk around town with it. You can just get it, they'll put in a big cup for you. You can strut around the strip with it. That was actually probably one of the better things I've ever done. Um, yeah, so there's that, Tony. Uh, good luck with that. Truly coming to town next February, it looks like. So, you know, you're gonna have to hold on for a little while. Then there was this, uh, Tony. It didn't load. Um, what the fuck? Uh, Tony, you're going to have to give me one second because this is some news about Firestone Walker. Um, Firestone Walker coming with some new shit. Uh, they're coming out with some new beers, and I refuse to pay. So I wanted, I wanted to talk about this for two reasons. One is Firestone Walker is coming out with some new stuff. Cool. So they got this Cali Squeeze Seltzer and Blood Orange Hef coming out. They've got a new 805 Cerveza coming out. I'm presuming that's some kind of Mexican lager. And uh, they're going to have a couple of new IPAs coming out that I don't get a lot of details here. But I got some of this stuff from Brewbound. If you guys are familiar with the Brewbound website. And I was like, well, maybe I'll sign up for it and see if I can read the whole article. Tony, do you want to take a guess at what it costs to sign up for the Brewbound website and read the articles? It, it can't be as much as the New York Times. And what does that run them up? That can't be more than seven. Four ninety nine or something. Yeah, so you got to think that it comes in at, at four bucks. Well, no, three fifty. Tony, it's Tony, it's forty nine dollars a month. What the fuck? <laughs> like it costs forty nine dollars a month to read Brewbound, um, and you can get the nice discount if you pay $375 a year. And you can read articles like, oh, let's just see. Firestone Walker lays out portfolio for 2022. Listen, I was half interested in it, but I got the first paragraph. I see the fucking picture. Good enough, you know. Uh, I have um, a story from them. Here, Boston- let's look at some of these other classics. Boston Beer Company will will partner with the Campari Group, bringing Truly to Australia next year. Oh, hang on. You got your information from the shout.com yes. for free. Shout.com.au. 
I can read articles like Sprecher Brewing acquires WBC brand portfolio plans craft stout soda strategy. Um, but I can then also just look at the picture and realize that Sprecher is going to make Green River, which is a popular thing in Chicago. Green River soda, which is a very strange pop that I like. Um, it will hurt your teeth, I will say. <laughs> um, but what are we doing here? Well, what we're trying to do is cash in on a niche you market. You could $49. Sure. Man, our leg's bad this week. But what it is is really an, an, a niche market where people know that there is a certain percentage of the um, beer culture that will overpay for things. Some people will overpay for news. Right. Some people will overpay for glasses. Some people will overpay for barrel-aged stouts. It's a fact of the matter, as long as those barrel-aged stouts come with trinkets. Of course. I, I need a box. If you, don't give me a, if you don't give me a wooden box with my stout, then what's the point? But listen, I could, I could have spent – I would have still had to spend 75 more dollars to read, you know, this fucking literature like um, – uh, uh, Draft sales volume declines 6.6%, you know. And loses a 1.6% share of tap handles. Fuck! (laughs) You know, what am I... So now what, you know? I don't know. I guess if I was in the industry, maybe. But still, even if I was, I don't think I would care. I don't think that is interesting to me or useful. Um, So whatever. Whatever, I'm kicking I'm kicking that out. I've decided not to pay the 375, but Firestone Walker coming out with new beers. Whatever, fucking drink them. They're Firestone Walker, for God's sake. You know, you know they're good. Now, rather than waste forty nine dollars a month. Cool sound that my computer just made. <laughs> fucking Windows computers. Rather than spend forty nine dollars a month on some shitty internet news site sure where should people spend their tip money griff yes i was going to say if you were going to spend 49 dollars a month for beer news you're getting the most important beer news from our fucking dumb ass all right and if you feel like you don't deserve such important news you know um for free and maybe you feel like uh throwing us a buck you can actually do that now, and I'm going to post the link up. I've posted it um, on our various sites. Socials. Discord. Um, it is on our Discord, of course. Uh, you can see it on our Instagram. The site, I'm just I'm just confirming that I uh, uh, it's on co, co.fee, which I believe refers to a... Um, a, a buying us a coffee, Tony. Now there is no b b e dot e r, but um, you can actually donate to us. It's co. Oh, sorry, it's co dash fee dot com slash beer engine podcast. And if you um, you know, like the content, you say, "Oh, that was cool. I'm glad those guys did that. I'm going to throw them a buck." Um, or you want to say, "Griff, I really want you to try um, this fucking beer." Uh, Send us a five, uh, a five dollar bill. I will go f- try to find your beer and try to drink it. I will be your monkey uh, and try your beer. Of course, I'm always looking for new stuff to try. Um, you can get on there, co-fee.com/slash/beer-engine-podcast. Um, and if you're interested, you know, feel free. 
not going to pressure you guys for that though, because you can just get it for fucking free too. And that's probably what I would do. So whatever. Indeed. But the um, micro penis talk alone to steal somebody's thunder from the discord, has got to be worth it. Really? That, that uh, micro penis talk from last week was outstanding. And you guys can hear we're struggling with our internet. So really you need to donate to us so I can afford to get the gig speed internet. Um, <laughs> I'm really struggling over here. Cox, Cox communications is, 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 is throttling me. I could be getting that gig speed, but they're holding me back those motherfuckers. So we're just going to have to, we're just going to struggle until we can get enough tips that I can pay for it, which I think will be at least $1. So, um, all right, Tony, uh, that's cool. That was our shameless plug for the week. Why don't we move into this week's game? We know it's this or that month. Let's finish it out. Plink plunk plink plunk plunk this or that. Perfect. Oh, I'll miss that sound. Um, but don't worry, we're not retiring the game. We're just we're just gonna maybe go into something else. For some reason, I promised it was a full month of these before I had actually planned any of them or thought of any. So I was still sort of scrambling last night. Uh, sort of wishing that I had just done unta- Untrapped Month, a much easier game to do a whole month on. Um, but this week, I think I've got a good one I hobbled together, Tony. Uh, it's ha- Halloween. We know that. It's always time for the spook. Last week, we did some spooky stuff. Uh, Ant Farm, Dick Hole, and so on and so forth from our friend Bill Zabub. This week, we will take a lighter approach to the main season. One of my favorite Halloween things, and I, I have not watched a lot of new Simpsons episodes, but the one I do try to catch all this is the classic Treehouse of Horrors episodes, Tony. Are you familiar with these? I am. I'm, I'm yeah. not familiar with any of the new ones, but I'm certainly familiar with the first 10 seasons of The Simpsons and their ubiquitous Halloween specials. Of course. Oh, my God. Tony, my computer hurting me. Um, <laughs> oh no! We are having we are having some extreme issues as I try to start this game. <laughs> Don't you use pen and paper uh, for this game? Why are you doing it on your computer? I, Why this is my thing? one time I this is the one time I use my computer for the game. So let's see if I can I if I can hobble this together. I can. All right. I think we're good. As long as I don't move, I think we're good. Um, so Tony, this week uh, we are going to call this house uh, beer or treehouse of horrors. Okay, so house or horror? Gotcha. Yep. So these are both treehouses. Uh, uh, some of these are going to be beers from Treehouse Brewery, the famous hype brewery making lots of hazy IPA and some stout and maybe some lager up there in the Massachusetts, Boston area. And the rest of these are sketches, uh, some of the, you know, eight-minute vignettes from uh, the various Treehouse of Horrors over the past 30 years. Now, most of these, I believe, are from the first 15 years, we'll say at least, um, of The Simpsons. So... Some of these are sketches. Some of these are beers. Tony, are you ready um, for the pain? I am ready for the pain. This could go badly. 
or it could go great. Um, we'll see. First one I have for you, Tony, is called Double Ganger. Double Ganger. Double Ganger. Is this where we've got two Ned Flanders? Mm, mm-hmm. Ooh, it sounds like it's definitely a porno, but that wasn't the question, was it? <laughs> we've done porno ones before, I think, but next time we'll do a porno one. Yep. Uh, let me say that that is a it's a treehouse take on a doppelbock. Let's call it a house beer. House beer it is. Lock it in. That is a treehouse beer. Tony says and is right. Double ganger is a beer by treehouse. Uh, that's one for Tony. It, this beer was conceived with the intent to push the concept of doppelganger, another one of their beers, to the limit of flavor and intensity. Um, this is an 8.2% IPA. It is getting a 4.55 rating. Jesus. 84,000 check-ins. <laughs> so this is a very, very successful beer. Let's move on. Uh, the next one I have for you is called, uh, this one is called Spiritual Unrest. Spiritual Unrest. I think this one's read by Lisa. I'm going to say this is a horror. I think this is a Simpsons reference. Uh, I can't actually put my finger on the sketch, but I'm going to say Simpsons. All right. Tony, this is also a beer by Treehouse. Oh. This is a 8% milk stout. Uh, we have always been enthralled with coffee and how different varietals, regions, and processes can produce vastly different characteristics in the roasted bean. Wow. Congrats, fucking assholes. Um, <laughs> you figured out you can make coffee taste different. Cool. From different um, places. What the fuck? Um Next beers uh, they, will taste different from different places. Yeah. Um, they utilized a natural process Ethiopian coffee, which is notorious for producing heavy berry flavors, Tony. And they coupled it with a mild infusion of actual blueberries. The result is dark, mysterious, harmonious, and highly enjoyable. I mean, sounds good. I would drink this. Um, this one, 5,200 check-ins, Tony, getting a 4.27 for an 8% milk stout. So another one that that is, that is really doing buku numbers, Tony, on that one from Treehouse. So, all right. You are, um, what did I do here? You are, uh, oh, that, no, we're, one and one. you are one for two. You're one for two. We yeah, got sorry. it. Tony, we got it. We're doing it. Um, next up I have for you. This one is called Night of the Dolphin. Night of the Dolphin. Is this where there's a sentient dolphin? And I think there's a trash pile involved. I'm going to say horror again. I, this is going to be the problem with this game is I see these sketches and they may not be real, but it's kind of like the butterfly effect. I believe they're real, so I believe this is a Simpsons sketch. All right, Tony, you say it's a Simpsons sketch. You are correct. Um, this is a, a, in a, a parody of the Day of the Dolphin and the Birds. Uh, Lisa takes pity on the star attraction of Springfield's Marine World, a dolphin named Snorky. 
whose trainers Excellent. let him be humiliated while forced to perform stunts. Uh, Lisa sets the dolphin free, and Snorky is actually king of the dolphins and organizes the world's dolphins into an army to declare war on humanity. The dolphins attack Springfield and kill a bunch of people. And uh, there you go. Uh, I believe at the end they chase all of the Springfielders to the ocean is how that one ends. Yep. So Night of the Dolphin is a Simpsons episode. You are correct on that one. Nice job. Two for three for Tony. The next one I have for you is called The Thing and I. The Thing and I. The Thing and I. I know The Simpsons love to play on classic references. But this could be a beer. I suppose this is the point of the game. Why am I debating this could be a beer or this could be a Simpsons sketch? This is another Simpsons sketch. I can see the hand. I think that's the thing that they're referencing give me horror well you're incorrect that that's the thing they're referencing but you're correct that it is the simpsons so we'll give it to you for that that that'll do me the thing and i bart hears something in the attic one night and his parents tell him that it's his conjoined twin brother Hugo. Oh, uh, that's so the that one. That was his evil Siamese twin. That's the one that that one was. Uh, Bart's evil Siamese twin. So you got that one right. You are correct. Uh, the thing and I is the Simpsons. So let's move on. The next one I have for you is called Whiz Kids. Whiz Kids is this one. Whiz Kids? What Simpsons? Treehouse, not Treehouse episode, but Treehouse of Horrors episode, would this be? I'm going to say this is a beer. I just don't know what Simpsons episode this is, but you're, you're probably trying to trick me, but I'm, I'm going to say beer. This is a, this is a Treehouse beer. So uh, Whiz Kids is a Simpsons episode or a Simpsons sketch, Tony. WizKids is from Treehouse of Horror 12, which would be in the 13th season, I believe. Uh, let's look. Is, uh, is a parody of the Harry Harry Ponder book series, Tony. Oh. Uh, Bart and Lisa are wizard students at the Springworts School of Magicry, where Mrs. Kerbapel... Uh, tells the students that because the big magic recital is coming up, they have to practice toad to prince spells. Uh, this is actually one of the funnier moments when Bart fucks it up so bad that he uh, creates sort of this vomiting toad-like humanoid thing that just keeps puking and says, kill me. Um, I did just kind of find... Ooh. Just Bad internet. Funny to me. So that was pretty good. But yeah, that's you're wrong there. Um, and want me to do the next thing. So you're three for five. The next one is uh, I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. Um, I will not be afraid. Maybe I'm playing Law of Averages, but I don't think I am. I think this is a beer. I can I can see it out there. Um, 
I can see it on a tap in the brewery. Give me, give me Treehouse. Give me the beer. All right. Tony, I believe you are correct. This is a beer. And uh, as soon as anything will load, I will be able to tell you what kind of beer it is. Uh, Tony, this is a new member of the Treehouse Imperial Milk Stout family. Yes. Yes. Um, it is brewed that. with an assortment of chocolate, chocolate, roasted in pale malts, and carefully dosed with cacao and coffee. Tony, this beer is getting a 4.44. It is 9.3% alcohol. 11,871. So not small check-in numbers. Crazy numbers. God damn. Nope. There are a lot of check-ins and people fucking love it. So I guess I got to get some of this. So you're four for six, Tony. Next up I got for you is Super Typhoon. Super Typhoon. See, this could be a later Simpsons one. I could I could see a, a Super Typhoon coming through, but I think this is a Super Typhoon of flavor. I think this is another Treehouse beer, um, but it could be a later Simpsons episode post-season 10. Give me beer. Tony's going with beer. Super Typhoon is a Treehouse beer. Super Typhoon is a rendition of Hurricane that features amplified additions of Simcoe and Citra in both the kettle and the dry hop. Additionally, process modifications make for a fuller-bodied base beer capable of absorbing the additional hop charges without becoming abrasive or astringent. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. It sounds really good. 7.7%. 4.4, Tony. 63,191 check-ins. Unbelievable the amount of check-ins and the ratings that these guys get. These guys are doing some extreme numbers. Goddamn. So next up you have this one is called Wraparounds. 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 Sounds like a Josh Giddy passing course. Um, Damn. Or something that would be in your um, Pornhub history. Uh, Wraparounds. This could be a, like, fourth dimension Simpsons thing, although that was a fun episode way back in the day. I think that was another Halloween thing where Homer went into the human realm for a split second. I'm going to say this is a Simpsons episode. This is a horror. Yeah. I think it is. I I'm now I'm I can't find this one. Did I just type wraparounds? Um, <laughs> this is straight out of your Pornhub history. Yeah, it's out of my Pornhub history. Um, I think wraparounds is actually a TV, um, just a TV word. What did you say? This is a Simpsons. We're just going to give it to you, Tony. That's a freebie. <laughs> Uh, Tony's Tony gets that one. As you can see, we got real lazy at the end of this or that month. I'm I'm, I'm sick of it. Um, I I don't know what I, I think that was like. A, I think that's a TV term for like how you get in and out of the commercials or something. So uh, I think I fucked up there. Um, listen, if you put that in the in the list of episodes, then I'm just going to write it. So don't do that. 
All right. Next one is called. Uh, okay, so you got that one. How many of these have you gotten right? <laughs> this is going well. This is a horror show of an episode. Yeah, it's going great. Uh, you've gotten some of these right and some of them wrong. Who cares? Uh, this one's called Miles. Miles to. This one's called Miles to go before I sleep. Miles to go before I sleep. Miles to go before I sleep sounds like Simpsons episode. They're stuck in the car with Patty and Selma. But for whatever reason, my mind is saying, "Warning, warning, Will Robinson." This is not a Simpsons episode, but it is a treehouse beer. It's a treehouse beer. You think miles to go before I sleep is a treehouse beer? Uh, it is a. Uh, it is a treehouse beer. You're right, Tony. You're surprising me now at this point. Um, uh, this is a treehouse beer. You were correct. Um, this one is also an imperial milk stout. Uh, is brewed with a complex assortment of roasted malts, lactose, peanut butter, and chocolate. Four point four one with fifteen thousand check-ins. So you get that one, Tony. The last one I have for you is called Lights On. Lights on. I think this is more a Simpsons episode. There's nothing punny about this. But it could be something to do with, like a. But that's that was a solo episode, the the Bart clown bed. But for whatever reason, it's giving you those sort of vibes of that sort of throwback Simpsons episode. Give me Simpsons lock it in horror. Well, you got that one wrong, Tony. Oh. Um, Lights on is a Simpson. Sorry, is a beer. <laughs> whatever. Uh, this is an American pale ale brewed to celebrate new beginnings in life. Um, it is a 5.6% pale ale with almost 90,000 check-ins, and it's getting a 4.24. All nuts. It's all nuts. All these numbers are nuts. Yeah, so, crazy. Tony, you got – we'll run this down. You got double ganger wrong, right? Correct. No, you got that Yep, yeah, you got double no, ganger wrong. No, I got you that got one right. The, you got double ganger right. You got night of the dolphin. And right. But right. Yep. You got spiritual unrest wrong. You got thing and I wrong. No, I got thing and you I got, right. But I got, got the wrong episode. Right. Got the wrong episode. That's right. You got lights on wrong. You got I will not be afraid right. You got whiz kids wrong. You got wraparounds right because it's not a show. You got yep. Miles Go Before I Sleep right. You got Super Typhoon right. Seven. Uh, you got a solid seven. Seven out of ten for Tony. Uh, we Hey, we got a final count there. That's pretty good. Um, truly an insane episode where my brain um, leaked out of my head. So um, that's okay. Sometimes you just do that. And you just make some content, baby. Get it out there. That's just how it works. All right, Tony, uh, why don't you give the folks uh, and tell them where we can uh, find us on Untapped, huh? You can find me at St. Moz on Untapped. You'll soon be getting a review for the 2021 version of the Woot Stout. Oh, uh, you damn. Can, you can find Griff AD on Untapped, and I'm sure he will be giving some um, 
weird Devore beers or maybe some burial beers or maybe some yeah. sweet lagers. Um, he's Griff it. AD again. That's Griff AD, the letters AD after the word Griff, and that's Griff with a double F. I don't know why you would yep. spell it with a single F. But in case you double, can find him, Griff. Griff, double F for double birds. That's what we say. Um, Tony, people should come check us out on Instagram, Beer Engine Pod on Instagram. Get on our Discord. Uh, send us a, a note on our Instagram or send us an email, beerengineshow at gmail.com. I will add you to the Discord if you like. And now you can leave us a tip. Uh, that address, again, is co ko-fi.com slash beer engine podcast. So many different names that we go by, Tony. Are we the beer engine pod? Are we the podcast? Are we the show? Uh, that's up to the listener to solve, frankly. Um, I am, I, I can't, I can't figure it out for you guys. Sorry. Um, Tony, that is the end of this or that month. It's Halloween. Uh, any, any spooky wishes, for our 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 um, our human ah the human guests we're the monsters is in this scenario Tony we are it's been a hell of a month it's been a hell of a recording this one it's been a rough one uh, thank you for sitting through it if anybody made it through let us know I, I doubt somebody <laughs> will make it through this trash recording am I going to edit it no should I perhaps but hey I just can't be fucked. I am positive somebody will make it to the end of this. Let and, us know uh, on Discord. Um, I would just, I would just like to say hello, hello, and a kind, a kind farewell to our listeners that have survived for the last <laughs> a really long time. And uh, hey, let us know, um, you know, what what uh, what kind of games you want us to play now. I'm out of this or that, so I got to come up with some shit now. Yeah, we haven't had right. a new game in a while. No, I've been doing this or that all month, so now I got to bust out some some real some real shit. I got to think again. So maybe next week. All right, Tony. Uh, all right, fans. We're gonna say bye bye. Bye bye.